Welcome back, you guys, to the Off Market Operator Show. Today is a Q&A show. Um, a bunch of questions I've been getting asked, and it's not a long show. Again, I want these shows to be digestible, whether you're in the car, on the treadmill, or just have a break in your day. Um, there's some questions I get asked consistently are stuff I cover in these Q&A shows, and I think you'll really enjoy today's show. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things, control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is a Q&A episode, so questions that I've been getting um, that I think are very pertinent to current market conditions, um, and just questions that I get overall on growing a business, specifically a real estate business. The first one is virtual assistants and and how this works in a business. And there's really, to, to grow a company, you guys, and to grow a self-sustaining, scalable company, the first thing you need is VAs. You can call it an executive assistant. You can call it an administrative assistant. You can call it an admin team member. But someone on your team to take over those $10, $15 an hour tasks, right? the data polling, the skip tracing, the all the, all the basic level things is the first thing that you want to focus on. And the reason that um, you want to start there is because it's the easiest stuff to delegate. So the bottom of the ladder, admin, okay, executive assistant. Then you need fulfillment. So the more you sell and the more you grow your company, if you can't fulfill on what you're selling, you don't have a business, right? You, at, the, at the best, you're kind of a scammy company that can't really perform on what they're marketing. So the second part that you always want to hire for is fulfillment. So how do you fulfill on your product and service? If you're a real estate company that's scaling, that could be a TC. That could be... Um, you know, making sure you have a good disposition process, but you can actually fulfill the product that you're selling, um, which in this case is off-market acquisitions. Well, you're, you're buying people's homes and the product you're selling them is an easy, clean deal. Third thing up the ladder is marketing, right? If before we get to sales and all that kind of good stuff, we can't market, we can't get lead flow in, no one we ever hire is going to stick around. The fulfillment person that we hired won't be able to stick around because they have nothing to fulfill. The admin person won't be able to stick around because there's, there's no payroll. Um, so the third thing you want to hire for is marketing. The fourth thing you want to hire for is sales. And the fifth thing is leadership. So as you guys start your businesses, it's a question I get a lot is what do I hire for first? You just want to abide by that ladder. Every single real estate company that I've seen that scaled and did well started. They went executive assistance, admin level stuff. Then they went fulfillment. Then they went to their marketing level. Then they went to sales and leadership. And leadership is really someone to manage every single one of those functions. So a leadership person comes in and they're the operations manager, the COO, whatever you want to call them. They manage the day-to-day -day operations of the business. They manage the marketing team. They make sure the sales team is locked in. They make sure the, the admin team is locked in. The fulfillment team is locked in. And that's how you build a scalable company is hiring based on those ladders. That's the first question that I get all the time. I mean, that's, that's something that's in my DMs a lot. The second thing is, is what tech stack to use. And um, the further I get into business, especially this business, the more simple, the better. You guys don't need 80 different animations, automations and AI and XYZ. You guys need a CRM, a CRM where you can store your leads, work your pipeline. Preferably that CRM has a good phone system. It has good KPI tracking and it has good note taking. Okay. Besides that, it doesn't really matter what CRM you use. After CRM, you guys, you need a way to communicate with your team. I recommend Slack. Then you need a, a database to warehouse your organization right? Store contracts, store processes, store systems, store um, hiring documents. I recommend Google Drive or Dropbox or Notion. Then you guys need SOPs on every single part of your business. And what I've been doing now, and you guys can do this too, you can hire someone off Upwork to create SOPs for your company for $5 an hour. Um, that's not hard to do at all. After you guys have your organizational base, then you guys need basic data organization. I recommend REI SIFT for that. Um, 
RES, it's a great way to store your data. You guys need raw data that can be PropStream, ListSource, Prospect Now, Atom Data. Um, you guys need skip tracing, like easybuttonskiptrace.com. And then you guys need a lot of um, knowledge based stuff, right? So, courses, training materials for your team and for yourself. Um, but besides that, you guys, it's a pretty straightforward business tech wise. So, I always respond to this question in my DMs with, hey, like the more simple, the better. You want to be functional, but simple. And when I work with a lot of one on one clients, a lot of the things we talk about is, hey, how can we simplify? and make our tech stack as concise. And, and what's the what's the the MVP, the minimum viable product of the tech stack to start doing deals? That's what we want to get down. So um, if you guys are starting to explore and growing um, your tech stack, then simple is smooth since uh, and, and smooth is fast. So simple is better. The next thing is um, a question I get a lot, which is kind of, it's not, you know, super scaling related, but it's, it's something that's important, which is accounting. And what I recommend is everyone reading the book Profit First for Real Estate. There's a, there's a spinoff of Profit First for specifically for real estate investors. Um, I made the mistake for years of not of not running a business that way. So I'd highly recommend uh, checking out Profit First for real estate investors. The next thing is when you are in real estate, should you wholesale virtually all over the country or should you stick to your primary market? And my answer to that is and always will be um, I recommend starting in your backyard. Right. A good rule of thumb is if you have a Chick-fil-A um, in your city, you're in a big enough city to begin wholesaling in. A lot of a lot of states don't have Chick-fil-A, so if you're in a state that has Chick-fil-A's and your city has one, you're generally in a big enough place to start wholesaling well in your backyard. The reason being, you guys, because wholesaling is such a relationship-based business, if you want to be in it long-term, and it's not just a quick cash grab, where you meet the, the, the title companies, you meet the players, you meet the investors, you meet the resources, the vendors. I can't tell you how many opportunities I've gotten just from my title rep. This morning, I had a discovery call with a demo with a platform that's going to massively help one of our companies, and that came from an intro from my title rep. And these title reps are very, very connected, you guys. Um, and so that's that's the leverage you get from being in your backyard and building those relationships. Um, and that's why I recommend if you can start in your backyard, there's nothing wrong with virtual, but a lot of that you guys is you're just looking for low hanging fruit. You're not building a brand and it's so important to build a brand in wholesaling in 2023 because, um, marketing channels come and go. There's some that are very consistent no matter what, like cold calling, but overall marketing channels come and go. So brand is getting more important than it ever has been, um, in this business. So I want to make sure you guys understand that, that I recommend starting in your backyard, uh, before you go nationwide, you might make less money at first, but long term, you're gonna get that compounding effect. And the guys that I know that have 10, 20 million dollar real estate companies, they're not nationwide, okay? Unless they're a venture backed company like Rebuilt, um, like Open, like Open Door, like companies like that. If they're an individual owned real estate company and they are crushing it, doing r- real big business, not your million, two million dollars a year. The guys I know, like one of my mentors and business partners, James Daynard, that's doing, you know. 10 plus million dollars a year in real estate transactions that's done thousands of flips thousands of wholesales um they're they're dominating their backyard they are the go-to guy in their backyard they're getting tons of deals from wholesalers on the jv side sellers are coming to them they're all over the place you know their name that is how big businesses are established and then when you truly max out that state you can expand from there but i'm going to tell you guys i had a call with a data company a while ago and you guys are going to be out i'll stat absolutely dumbfounded when you realize how much inventory trades off market and how you could do 10 20 million dollars a year and not even get noticed when it comes to off market volume like you could do 100 200 transactions a year in any market and no one's even going to know who you are okay um, you're not a big fish at that point okay so i mean again a small business in our is our, in our country is i think less than i think 400 employees i forget what the exact metric is but hundreds of employees and so most of us are small businesses and we don't even realize how small we are in relation to the massive volume some companies do. So you don't have to worry about tapping out your market. And when it comes to marketing, there's plenty of leads to go around. Okay. Um, 
that's just the reality of the business. There's there's way more off market sellers than there is good wholesalers, and that's 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 truth. The last part of this, you guys, is I'll hit on this for probably five minutes, but I got a message, um, I'd say about a couple weeks ago, about someone that wanted to uh, start creating content. And they said, "Hey, Cole, you create a lot of content on Instagram. When do I start creating content?" And I said, "Well, man, to be honest with you, we were doing millions of dollars of real estate deals before I ever posted anything on social media." And the importance of that is understanding that unless you have your skills, you have nothing to talk about to the world. And when, you, when you're when building a business, and Hormozny, a lot of guys talk about this. I actually heard this first from um, um, Naval, whatever, Naval, whatever his name is, on Twitter. But it's, it, it, it's found it to be true. Where you have four main pillars of leverage in your business, right? You have capital, you have collaboration, you have content, and you have code. And a, in a real estate business, right, we don't really have code, right? We're not codifying. We're not building a platform, a system, and software, um, most of us aren't for our business. Collaboration, we do have. We have people. Capital, we do have. We have um, a, a lot of capital. And content's one other pillar we can use. We can use content to get people bringing us JV deals to do. We can use content to train our team in terms of SOPs and training modules. And so what I recommend you guys is as you grow your business, you start training your team with content. The more comfortable you get on camera, then you can go out and you can start telling the world what you do. And with that, opportunities will come. Um, JV opportunities will come. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that come from telling the world day in and day out what you do and what your business does um, and getting your name out there. So those are the main four questions I want to cover today, you guys. These Q&A episodes are meant to really just keep information that I'm getting asked in a digestible way for all of you guys. And again, as you guys grow your companies, please send in questions that you want me to cover on the show or that you want me to cover um, on my YouTube channel or anywhere else. Q&A shows are my favorite, you guys. It just helps me expand on thoughts in relation to what people are asking me, struggles that they are actually facing day in, day out. And that's what matters, you guys. All this mumbo-jumbo and interviewing eight different guests a month that don't really bring you tactical value. This show was made to bring you tactical value. And if you like that, I really appreciate a share on your story, a like, a comment, a subscription, or in a DM, you know, telling me guests you want to see, what you like, what you don't like, and how I can help you and your business um, continue to grow. So without further ado, as always, you guys, um, I wish you the best this week. Get after it. Do the boring work and you are only one deal away.